Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ICF Rome online. And for those who will eventually be on campus, this is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale. And I'm excited for this season that is upon us. You know, we're celebrating Jesus. We're thankful for everything that he's done for your life, even if you don't know it yet. So as you enter into this service today, I encourage you to lean into the worship, to stand up if you can and praise your, raise your hands and praise the Lord because God is faithful. He has a word for you today. I am believing for a miracle in your life. It's in motion. You joined us online today and God has ordered your steps. God has a word for you. And as you lean into his presence, I know that your heart and your mind is going to be lifted, healed, restored, rejuvenated. I'm so thankful that you are joining with us today. Hope you guys, you, are, you had a good time crossing over in 2024. It's a good year that the Lord has for us. Hallelujah. I'll just quickly go into what I'm about to share today. I encourage you to be engaged. Uh, Pastor said we have to be Bible engaged, so please be engaged. And I believe this theme is preparing us even for the, the theme that will be revealed next week. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the subject, one thing is needful. In case you love one, you know, like a straight subject, you can just say one thing is needful. But if you're that person who wants to know the details, uh, that's one thing is take time to sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor saying, one thing is needful. Hallelujah. We're going to read from Luke 10, 38 to 42. I just take the opportunity to say thank you to Pastor Jennifer and also to welcome the online people who are joining us. We are sharing today on the message, One Thing is Needful. Luke 10, 38, it reads, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Then Jesus replied and said, Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Verse 42 says, but few things are needed. Few things are needed in this life. What's needed is love, faith, and hope. And then Jesus brings it down and says, oh, indeed, only one. You know, Jesus makes things very simple. He said, indeed, only one. And then he says, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is Jesus saying, he was not exaggerating. When he said one thing is needful, he really meant what he said. And that's the one thing that is needed. And you don't have to be a theologian to know what Mary did. 39 tells us what she did. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. And you know, when the year starts, we have a lot of things we're looking forward to. 
uh, for those people are looking to go into new grades, others are looking to go into new phases of life. We look forward to many, many things. Others, they're discouraged, sadly, because maybe 2023 was not as good as they expected. Maybe something tragic happened, and they're like, they're not looking forward to go into 2024. And they're like, where am I going to start from? What should I do? I believe this message will prepare us to ensure that we start correctly even in 2024. What would you do if someone tells you that, tells you that one thing is needed? It's like you go in a very nice place and then they're looking for a treasure. Then someone tells you saying, one thing is needed. Where you can find the treasure, it's this side. And this is a master who doesn't lie. This is a master who's faithful. Instead of trying to juggle around, you just follow the instructions and do what he said. And this is Jesus telling us, saying, guys, yes, you have 2024 ahead of you. You have March, you have August, you have all these months ahead of you. If you want to succeed, one thing is needful. And he reveals it very clear to us. Today, I'll share with you the two types of Christians from that passage. And I also share with you how the one type Jesus recommended, the benefits that it had. And I also share with you, just to give you some practical things that can help you and I to sit at the Lord's feet. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, one thing is needful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So there are two types of Christians in that passage. We see Martha, one of them. And Martha was a good and strong Christian, if you look at that passage. You know, many times we may disregard Martha, saying she didn't do what was correct. But the truth is, Martha was faithful in that area. And I also want to remind you, brothers and sisters, that when God gives us two options, he tells us, saying, choose this one. You know, I like that picture. The reason, I put that, the reason we put that picture there is to literally drive the point home. Mary chose to sit and listen at Jesus' feet. Martha chose to save and do other things. And Jesus is saying, choose what Mary did. That picture is so clear and very, very simple to me. And you know, Jesus told us that we choose that. Isn't God good that he gives us two options because we have our own will, but he says, choose this one, just in case you don't know what to choose. And that's what he does. He said, guys, I set before you life and death. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, he said, I, but just in case you're confused, choose life. Just in case you don't know what to choose, choose life. Deuteronomy says, today I've given you this choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. I'll rush to 20. It says, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. It's telling us clearly, the Bible is so clear. It says you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. And that's what he did even in Luke 10. The difference between Martha and Mary is that Martha was concerned about many things while Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. I want you to know that even Martha had some good points in her. Martha was not all that bad. 
that's the one type of Christian. I call Martha a strong Christian. I call Martha a mature Christian. Uh, these are the things that Martha did. This is the one type of Christian. I thought I should just, we should just present that and put the scriptures. She will come Jesus in the house. Just like many of us will welcome Jesus in our house, according to that reference. She saved Jesus. Just like many of us, we save, we pray, uh, we lead, connect to grow, we do all those things. I'm just picking some of the things I do so that I don't make you feel uncomfortable. And just in case I give any examples, I'm not making anyone feel uncomfortable. Hallelujah. She had faith in Jesus. Martha had faith in Jesus. Martha believed in the resurrection and eternal life, according to John 11, when we read the story of Lazarus. To me, Martha was a strong Christian. She had so much faith to me. But even with all those qualities, Jesus said, hey guys, Mary chose the good part. This is what Mary did. This is another type of Christian, Mary. She was Jesus conscious. This year, if we are going to do good things, we have to be Jesus conscious. She sat at Jesus' feet. She heard his word, just listening to his word. She fell down at his feet in John 11. She chose what was better. And she saved Jesus, by the way, at some point. I'll, I'll let you know about it. I want you to know that great results, they are found in us sitting in Jesus. If you want to have great results in life, you have to sit in Jesus. If you want to have great results this year, in your school, in your work, in what you do, you have to sit in Jesus. You have to listen to his word. And you know, it's very easy to sit in Jesus, just like the way you're sitting. That's what Jesus is recommending, saying, just sit and listen to my word. Yes, I know you have to do many things, but sit first. Hallelujah. These two approaches, we see that it gave Mary more results than Martha at some point. When you read John 11, I was so surprised when I was reading this. This is what it did to Martha. Uh, when you sit at the Lord's feet, it makes you save people's lives by accident even. Not even by forcing, just by accident. You can save people's lives. <laughs> when you read uh, John 11:45, it says, Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they, say, when they saw this happen. Hallelujah. I'll read from, the, from NLT translation. It says, many of the people who were with Mary believed Jesus when they saw this happen. They did believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. And look the contrast in John eleven thirty nine. This was when Lazarus died. And God wanted to, Jesus wanted to bring him back. So he said, draw out the stone. Listen to what Mary said. Mary said, but Martha, the, uh, but Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. She protested, saying, Jesus, don't do it. The Lord, uh, Lord, he has been dead for four days. That's what she said, don't do it. And I was reading NLT, she said, she protested, don't do it. Have you realized when we're busy saving, we can be busy saving and say, hey, boss, don't do that. Prince, don't do that. 
Meanwhile, that's what God wants to be done. And what was she protesting? She was hindering people to get saved by not knowing because she was saving conscious. She was too careful with many things. It could be some people you're like, hey, Princess is first Sunday. Pastor Jennifer has to minister. What are you doing in front? Hey, hey, issues like that. It's a good point, huh? <laughs> to easy in, <laughs> to make you listen. Too conscious with protocols. But Mary chose the one thing. Tell me about Mary chose the one thing. And that one thing, Jesus identified with us saying, those who are with Mary, God saved. Because she was doing it in the right way. When you read that verse. Hallelujah. Sitting at the Lord Jesus makes you to minister to people at the point of their need. When you sit at the Lord Jesus and then you go to serve, you minister to people at the point of their need. Hallelujah. In John 12, you see the same Mary anointing Jesus' feet. And it was just six days before his burial. And Judas was like, why are you doing this? We all know that story. But she did save Jesus at the right time. And I believe when Jesus was in that garden preparing to die, I believe that perfume was reminding him, saying, someone loved you enough. Go ahead and pay the price. That perfume was so important that it ministered to the Lord. But Martha was so conscious. When you read uh, Mark 16, they went to go and anoint Jesus. Jesus was already risen. When you are saving conscious and you're, not, and you're not Jesus conscious, you can do things, but you miss the mark. You miss the mark. You don't want to miss the mark. Tell your neighbor, sit at the Lord's, sit at the Lord's feet. Hallelujah. Some people are saying, what does it mean to sit at the Lord's feet? Prince, I can't see Jesus here. If you tell me where he is, I would sit. I would gladly sit. Because I've got many, many things. I'm glad you asked that. Sitting at the Lord's feet is what Pastor Jennifer said, Bible engaged this year. As you get to read the Bible, as you get to do many things that I will share with you, you're sitting at the Lord's feet. You're sitting at the Lord's feet. Sitting at the Lord's feet means listening to his word. And how do you listen to his word? It's not difficult, just reading the Bible and the recommendations that we'll do. You know, I've realized that many people, they want to do good things for the Lord, but they just don't know the how. They just don't know the how. They're like, Prince, if you tell me the how, I will do it. And this is the reason why we come to church. And this is the reason we're also sharing with you the how. Hallelujah. So I've got a few recommendations for us. Very easy one, very practical ones that can help us even to sit at the Lord's feet. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just greet your neighbor and tell them, sit at the Lord's feet. Sit at the Lord's feet. Hallelujah. So four easy practical ways that you can sit at the Lord's feet. <laughs> Do you want to know them? Yeah. Even before we know them, I also want to tell you this, that when you sit at the Lord's feet, he will provide for you even this year. 
He will provide for you even this year. All he needs is you to sit at his feet. You know, when Joseph wanted to provide for his family members, he said, come in Goshen. I will provide for you, you and your children. I will provide for you. Just come near me. Goshen means near, to be near. All Jesus wants you guys is to be near. Yes, Prince of God, precious. What do you mean I should sit at the Lord's feet? I should be working. I should be doing a lot of stuff. But when you read uh, Genesis 45, let me just read very quickly. I, I love it. It says, you can live in the region of Goshen. Joseph is a type of Christ. And he's saying this, you can live in the region of Goshen, the place of nearness, where you can be near me with all your children and your grandchildren, your flocks and heads and everything you own. I will take care of you there. God will take care of you there. For there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you and your household and all your animals will starve. People would say there's a, there's a global crunch happening. There are, there are lots of things happening. But that's a recommendation that God is telling us. Hey, hey guys, if things are tough, sit at my feet. I will provide for you. I will be with you in that area. So number one, attending Sunday church services regularly. When you are coming to church, you are literally sitting at the Lord's feet. So this year, if you want to sit at the Lord's feet, make it a habit to come to church. It's a very good habit to come to church. Hallelujah. Matthew 18 verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. We have gathered in the name of the Lord, and God is in our midst in here. And you know, when God is in our midst, it means he will provide for us. If God is in our midst, he will reach out to the things that we are believing him for. Many, many times people... They use that scripture to encourage each other when they're few. They're like, you know, we're just three of us, but guys, we're going to start praying today. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. It's true. But if you read that scripture in context, if you read verse 19, it says, if two of you agree on earth, touching anything that they ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. So it, he was speaking in that context. And then he went to 20, saying, where two or three are gathered, that, that, that there I am in the midst. So there's so much power when we're gathered like this together. We can bring heaven down. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We can bring the gates of heaven. <laughs> Pastor Jennifer was just ministering to me even before I came here. Uh, and I relate to that. Hallelujah. Amen. Sit at the Lord's feet. I want you to know that things happen when you sit at the Lord's feet in this place. Things get to happen. I want you to know that you build your faith when you are in church. You build your faith when you are in church. As a matter of fact, research was carried out that people who attend church, they live longer. They are healthier. They have healthier sleep. <laughs> They're happy generally. They have happier and stable marriages, according to research. 
If you want to know, I can give you the links for those research. But even if I don't, the scripture itself, I'm sure it's driving the point home. Hallelujah. I cannot hide to you that my first job was came through church. Just in my early 20s, just finished school. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I went to this elderly person. I was, I was like, I'm looking for a job. He's like, oh, no, be prepared psychologically. I apply issues like that. Wednesday, I was called. She told me, oh, there's this position. May you apply for it? I applied, and I got the job. It came through the church. I started working for UN at a very young age. I, I, I didn't know what it was. And people were like, hey, you're working for the UN. At that time, it was also a good position. At that young age, but it came through the church. Hallelujah. When we are in church, we build our faith. We build our faith. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You know, many times people, when they hear that, they're like, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Let me go and read the Bible only. But when you read that scripture in context, verse 14 says, how will they hear if there is no preacher? That means faith comes by hearing, even hearing the preacher. I wish God could just do you no know, Bluetooth, just downloading, but God uses people to bless us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. I know of a person in church, just to drive the point home, who kept on coming to church. One time he got this report saying, hey, you're not going to... To, to have a new contract. This, is, this will be your last contract. The person decided to come to church. Uh, that Sunday, he found a person preaching on protection, and he had said, God will protect your job. Uh, he didn't know what to do. He's like, oh, I'm preparing to go back because I will not have a job. And he risked a, a lot of things just to get that job. One time he came, he found... People preaching Jehovah Jireh. It's like, what? My job, I'm just losing the job. <laughs> the other Sunday came, we found Enala preaching Jehovah Jireh and said, what should be your response that if God provides? To cut the long story short, they wrote back to him saying, we're going to renew. So sorry that we gave you that feedback. And they made him sign and they made him say, go back to your place. Hallelujah. Go back and just enjoy Christmas, New Year, and come back. How cool is that? Sign the contract, and you're just there enjoying because you are in the church. Imagine if that person was not in the church, because faith comes by hearing and hearing even the word of God from the preacher. Hallelujah. How will you sit at the Lord's feet even this year? By attending Wednesday Refuel. When's the refuel? Tell your neighbor, when's the refuel? In church, we have when's the refuel. I just want those times to project on the screen if possible, because I do connect to grow. We do it with uh, Yao. And many times people get to ask us, what times does connect to grow start? Those are the times. We get to have aperitivo. Would you imagine? <laughs> we get to eat together. We get to pray fervently, and we also get to our different groups, the women, 
and the men, they separate and we get to discuss the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. If one thing is needful, I would be coming for Wednesday Refuel. It's good to do it online if you don't have the means, but you miss out the two. You know, there's just the prayer part. And you know, Facebook and online, we thank you guys. But you know, it feels differently when you are in the place. I encourage you to do Wednesday Refuel even this year. If you have many things you've put up as a resolution, go back and try to start bringing them down. Say, okay, one thing is needful first. I'll sit at the Lord's feet. We know you're busy. We know you have lots of things to do. But I recommend what Jesus is recommending. We'll read for us in Acts 2, uh, 41 first. It says, All the believers... And all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. Four things there. And that's what this church does. We devote ourselves to those things. And be like the early church. You devote yourself even to those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you read it in God's News Translation, it says they spent their time in learning from the apostles. And if you read verse 46, I can quickly go to Good News. It says, day after day they met as a group in the temple and they had their meals together in their homes, eating with glad and humble hearts. Practically, that's Wednesday refuel, day by day. Them, they used to do it day by day, as it's only one day during the week. We did the calculation, if you come on Sunday to church to make it into a day, it's very few days. One hour times four times 12, that's like 36. That's less than three days. And one thing that's needful. If it's really important, we need to put it on the calendar. Hallelujah. The other thing we need to do as well is we need to attend the special events. Those special events. At least we try to be like the apostles in Acts. We're not reached today by day, but at least we can meet up those things. There's connect classes. I see lots of people come to connect classes. Thank you so much. And if you don't come, you could be the only one. You know, people come on Sundays. They come on Tuesdays. Even if, they, if, they, even if they're not supposed to come, they join in. And many people that are doing that, I encourage you to do that as well. Uh, con, uh, join Bible studies. We have Life Hub. I'm told there is a Life Hub for the Filipinos. I thought of mentioning this sentence. Uh, there's one that Enala asked me to join in. Uh, with their family, it keeps me accountable. And I was thinking about it, saying, have you realized, Enala, that the requests we bring up in that prayer request, they get to be answered. All requests, they get to be answered. And we don't even pray, like, you know, loud prayers and issues like that. We just say, has God, anyone got, got testimonies, prayer requests? And we start bringing up the prayer requests, they get to be answered. I get to be surprised. I can give you testimonies upon testimonies. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
tell your neighbor, do the one thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I just want to encourage you, church, that the Lord is asking you to do the easy thing. He's not asking you to do the difficult thing. Anyone can do it. And when you do that one thing that Jesus said, he said, Mary has chosen the good portion. When you read the word portion, it literally means a province. It's like he chose to be in Rome, that no one can take it away from him. It's not like he chose something that people can see. He chose the one thing that it's like a realm. You're just in a different realm when you choose that one particular thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As I get to wind up, this is what I have been saying, that God is recommending us to do the one thing, to sit at his feet. I know you have got many things to do, but would you believe the Lord when he says there's only one thing that is needful? Matthew 11, verse 29 to 30. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you will recover your life. You know, I feel that way, the Lord. You recover your life. Many of you are going to recover your life. Even as you come to the Lord. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. And work with me. Watch how I do it. Hallelujah. 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 Even as we just close our eyes, just be in the mood of prayer, I want us to think of this one word that has come to you. I want you to make this as your resolution this year. I remember when I started 2023 last year, I remember when I started 2023 last year, I felt so stressed that I never felt in a long, long time. Because, you know, where I work, we do what we call financial closure as finance people. I had also accepted to lead prayers in January 2023. So it was a competing demand. I decided to put God first to sit at Jesus' feet and listen to him. And then I could have chosen the other way and the easy one to say, oh, Pastor Jennifer, you know, I'm busy. And obviously she would have accepted. But I decided to say, I'm going to do my work well. I'll do it on time, but I will lead the prayers. And when I did that particular thing, I put God first. I sat at his feet. 2023 has been one of my best years. Hallelujah. And when they checked the results, my portfolio did much, much, much more. And even this year, when they are checking what we did in 2023, 2022, comparing, they were comparing in November. They just put up my name trying to compare. We did over 100%. Because you put in God first works. While others, they could be very busy trying to make the points, trying to reach up. But I'm like, God, how come? I don't think I'm the fastest. I don't think I am. But how come, God? This is a secret. You and I, we know the secret. Putting God first works. Hallelujah. Shall we just pray uh, just a few minutes, if we can? Shall we just pray a few minutes, even as you are sitting, because that's the act that we, God is recommending. 
just tell God, God, help me to come to church. Make it a resolution. For some of you, stop booking flights on Sundays. It's time to be in church. For some of you, stop being so much busy and saying, God, this year, I think I'll increase my church attendance to 30, to 60. I'll see how it goes. Give me grace this year. Give me grace this year. For some of you, you need to put incentives in your families to attract your children to come to church. You need to do that. If it means buying them a good lunch after church so that they come to church, you can do that because church is one of the important things. Hallelujah. Just tell the Lord to help you. Just tell the Lord to help you. He is helping you in the name of Jesus. The one time Samson went without the Lord, he was defeated. The last time Samson went and he saw the victory is when he said, Oh my Lord, strengthen me this once more. And he got the victory. My prayer for us is the Lord will strengthen us even this once more to attend church, to sit at his feet in the name that is above every other name. Even as the worship team, they are singing, I encourage you to be in the mood of just thinking about these words. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe you've gotten your bread and your cracker. I want you to know that in our church, we serve an open communion. It means you don't have to be a regular attender. You're free and welcome to receive this communion. And we do it according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. In verse 23, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, This is my body, which is for you. Do it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And then he gave us some instructions. For whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. Verse 28 says everyone ought to examine themselves. Doesn't say only members of the congregation. Doesn't say only members of one life group. Doesn't say only men or only women or only grown-ups, adults. It says everyone ought, I'm scripture, right? Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread or they drink from the cup. I want you in this moment right now to ask Jesus to purify you, that we would not partake in an unworthy manner. I want you to know that as you sit at the feet of Jesus, he's saying, come, come to me, and I will give you refreshment. Come to me, and I will give you peace. Come to me, and I will heal your body, says the Lord. But Father, as we come to you, I pray right now for purification, forgiveness, 
repentance. God, we seek your, your grace in our lives. You said that no weapon formed against the child of God would prosper. So God, right now, as we prepare to take the bread for the healing of our bodies by the stripes that you took on yours, I pray in Jesus' name that that one who needs healing in their heart, first and foremost, they would know that, God, you're healing their broken places. That one that has that wrong thinking, that thinking that has caused them defeat and despair, they would be healed as they partake of the bread and the cracker that symbolizes what you took on your body so that we could be whole. I pray in Jesus' name that you will not feel partial. You will not feel broken. You will feel whole in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name that you will decree and declare over your body, mind, and spirit, I receive healing according to Jesus' sacrifice for me on the cross. So, Father, I pray that healing would flow in this house. I thank you for healing God, right now, I just feel you're, you're saying right now, you're putting it right now that you are going to heal breast cancer. Someone who has had a diagnosis or you have a fear, right now the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm healing breast cancer. Breast cancer will not have control over the child of God. Right now, in the name of Jesus. That was not in my notes, but the Lord is saying, do not fear cancer. I am healing it in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. For that one who has a constant chronic struggle I believe the Lord is saying there will not be a chronic condition any longer I am breaking that cycle in your body in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus receive that healing receive that healing right now I will not have a chronic condition I will not own that chronic condition that cycle is broken in the name of Jesus I pray Holy Spirit that the virtue and the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ would flood over minds bodies blood systems and that chronic condition is defeated and interrupted and expelled in the name of Jesus he said ask and where two or three agree as touching anything it's done so we're asking together right now as we take this bread you call it out I am agreeing with you in prayer right now for your healing for that sickness that you have right now in Jesus name God two or three of us are agreeing in the name of Jesus for healing to flow let there be testimonies that on January 7th 2024 I felt the healing virtue of God flow through my body and I am not sick anymore in Jesus name father I bless your people as we take the bread together and healing flows in Jesus name let's take the bread Father, we do examine ourselves as we take the cup. Isn't it a beautiful thing that you said you would heal our body and then you would heal our soul? It's time for you to stop dealing with shame. It's time for you to stop dealing with regrets. Right now, in the name of Jesus, as we 
Partake of the cup, symbolizing that Jesus shed his blood for your sins to be forgiven and forgotten and washed away. As you take this cup, I pray that you say to the Lord, forgive me. I'm giving you that moment. Next Sunday, I want you to know we our prayer team is going to be here. Our leadership team is going to be here. And we are going to anoint with oil every person who wants prayer for this year. Next week. At the close of our services. But you don't have to wait till next week to get a new start. To get a new beginning. You need to begin to say to yourself, the old is gone. Say it. The old is gone. The old is gone. I am a new creature in Christ. I am new in Jesus Christ. I will not be lukewarm in Jesus' name. Father, as we partake of the cup together, we remember that you shed your blood for each of us so that we could be forgiven of our sins. We will not believe the lie of the enemy that we don't need to ask anymore because it's too far gone, it's too late. You said in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you're going to call us each home. God, we're only going to be ready if we've been forgiven of our sins, if we've repented and said, Jesus, cleanse me, purify me. And then, how do we move from that place of repentance to victory? We do what Prince said. We sit at the feet of Jesus. We read the Word of God. We fellowship with believers. We spend time in prayer. God, you're showing us what to do and how to do it to be victorious. God, I pray that there will be a new stability in the believer's walk. This will not be a highs and lows emotional roller coaster, but we will be strong and we will have fortitude that Jesus is the redeemer of our lives. If that's you, before we take this cup together, you can have your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I want to be one of the two or three that's praying with you, though. And you would say by lifting your hand, eyes closed, okay, so that other people have a moment of confidentiality, but I'm going to speak about that in a minute. But right now, you would say by lifting your hand, Pastor Jen, I need a new redemption in my life. I want the Holy Spirit to cleanse me in a new way. Lift your hand all over this building. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. The Lord sees it. I see it. I'm praying with you. Come on, all over this room. I need a new redemption in my mind, my, my heart. You see, God wants to set your soul on fire. So let's say this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus. Say it again. Dear Lord Jesus. I ask you right now. Forgive me. Purify me. Take my life. I surrender all of it. I receive your love. I receive forgiveness. And I receive a new day. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will trust you. I will serve you. I will obey you. And I will sit at your feet. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Can we partake together? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to remind you that you have this. Wow.
The Lord is faithful to his children. As you have listened to the message today, I pray that you hear the Lord saying, I know you, I've called you by name, and I'm working on your behalf. I invite you right now to say this prayer with me, to make Jesus Lord over all. Maybe there's something in your life today that has caused you turmoil, that has put questions or doubts in your mind. You know, the Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name. In this season, we celebrate Jesus, the name that's above every other name. So pray this prayer with me right now and ask Jesus to help you. He's with you. You are not alone. I want to say it again. You are not alone. So Father, we thank you right now. I'm going to pray this prayer and you're going to pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, to take over every concern I have. Forgive me for those moments when I have doubted or don't trust. Be the Lord over all. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I say yes to you. I'm all yours from this moment forward by the power of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to encourage you, if you have said this prayer, send me an email, write us, join us on campus when you get to Rome, because I know that God has something for you, and I know that you need to know you're not going to do life alone. I also feel very impressed today as I pray for you for the needs in your life. I know that during the, the winter months, there's lots of different emotions that come about. And I want you to know today the Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. He said his name is Emmanuel, God with us. And so today, I want to pray for your miracle. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal the broken heart, that you would restore the wounded mind, that you would be Jehovah Jireh for the one who has needs financially. God, you have shown us this year that we are the living proof that God is at work in us and through us. So right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, across the airwaves, wherever you're watching from, I am praying right now for your miracle in motion. I want you to say, I believe. I believe that God is with you. I believe that God is for you. And I believe that he has brought you to this family of faith, not only online, but wherever you are, that you would know. I have people who write me and I'm praying right now that you'll be one of those ones who said, I found new hope, new life, new purpose as I join together in prayer with Pastor Jen and all of those at ICF Rome. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you that you are sowing seeds. You are sowing gratefulness to God for all that he's done and doing. This has been an amazing year of living proof. And today, as we think about, we're getting ready to go into a new year before we know it. I want you to know God is with you. God is for you. You're not alone. Your miracle is in motion. I love you. We love you. And most importantly, Jesus loves you. So go out there, walk for him, shine for him, and believe that he's got a miracle for you.